Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Well hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are going to be talking about letting go of toxic relationships and this is really Tara's area of expertise so I'm going to be letting her do most of the talking and I actually am quite interested in a lot of this learning about this myself so I'm probably going to have plenty of questions for Tara. So firstly my first question would be why are we even talking about toxic relationships? Okay well I know our podcast is about clutter and becoming uncluttered but when we're talking about clutter it's not just physical things and like we've talked about a little bit last week with our plans and journals and diaries you can have a cluttered schedule you can have a cluttered mind and we'll go into that a bit more and one of the things that can also clutter your life is relationships clutter can be something that doesn't add value and that is distracting you from what is truly important and I think sometimes we have relationships in our lives that fit that category and when I use the term relationships and this is for the rest of the show I'm not talking specifically just uh, spouses I'm talking um, using the term relationships in the sense of any people that you have regular contact with so that could mean friends or acquaintances, family, partners, would even extend to roommates, co-workers, maybe your boss. They're all relationships and some of them are obviously a lot closer and some of them are on the peripheral of your life. But if those relationships aren't healthy and aren't adding value, um, it might be worth considering in 2019 letting them go. So the reason I wanted to talk about it this time of the year is because um, quite often in the new year we have a bit of a new mentality and set some goals around the year we'd like to have and you also start the year off on a bit of a clean slate so most people have a bit of a break from normal life over the Christmas and new year period they some people will go away for the holiday season Um, some people just take a few days off or a few weeks off of work and then you move back into your normal life and your normal rhythm by the end of January kids go back to school people go back to work uh, life recommences and so if you have this as a bit of a tool in your kit for the year going forward maybe it could help you so that's why I wanted to talk about it at this time of the year The general idea of the topic is that a lot of us invest way too much time and energy into relationships that are in our periphery or into people that drag us down rather than lift us up. So I know that people, and I myself have been there, will buy things or do stuff and act in a certain way that might be completely fake or just mildly fake to impress people that we might not know or might not even like. And so I want to just kind of unpack some of that and unpack some of the baggage that we carry around about negative relationships and the people that weigh us down. Okay, cool. Uh, This is really interesting to me. 
because at my age I've obviously had lots of different relationships and so some of them have probably been um, one of those ones that, that drags me down. So how do you actually know then, how do you identify a relationship as toxic or as um, negative? The first thing is to try and look at your current relationships objectively and that's pretty tough to do sometimes which is why I thought this time of year can be good because you might have had a bit of time and a bit of space from what is your norm and what is the standard rhythm of your life. Mm. The best way to figure out how your relationships are going and how healthy they are is to do it directly after you've been in the company of that person and I've got a list of questions here that you could mentally scroll through as you're if you've met someone out for a coffee as you're walking back to your car have some of these ideas tick through your head or if you've um, gone and spent a weekend away with people on the drive home maybe you could have a think about some of these things and hopefully you it will reaffirm why you spend the time you do with people but if you're getting some responses that aren't positive then maybe it's worth looking into more so some of the questions I would ask is do you enjoy being in their presence that's the first thing do they make you feel happy and that's your version of happy what happy means for you might look different for other people is it positively affecting other areas of your life or negatively affecting other areas do you find that um I I think what I mean by that is when you're in someone's company do you strive to be the best version of yourself or does it drag you down um do you gain energy from these people that you spend time around or do you feel drained after being with them and does that mean do you mean that does it is there a flow on effect to your other relationships as well so could that could one of the questions be does my relationship with this person negatively affect my relationship with other people is that another question you could ask yeah absolutely and i think that comes into the whole how is it affecting the other areas of your life because mm. there might be people you've some people have a really good relationship with someone but their relationship might be based on going out binge drinking together now if that then affects your productivity at work your sleep your health your weight mm. um your relationship with your spouse because your friendship with this person involves you binge drinking and your spouse is not a fan of that you know so if you find that there's this ripple effect through other areas of your life that starts with a relationship or a behavior that happens within a relationship then that mm-hmm. that's a bit of a red flag that's something mm-hmm. to to look at do you feel safe and comfortable to be yourself in their presence so i think a real telltale sign is if you are not being your authentic self in someone's presence you have to ask why who who are you there for are you trying to impress them and why is that now maybe it is because you've got low self-esteem and you don't feel comfortable being yourself but is your friendship with this person even based on truth or is it if this person would not be supportive of your true self or would not want to spend time with the person who you truly are then are they even a friend or are they a friend with your fake self so there's a few kind of things to tease out with some of these questions but they can they can start to highlight some areas that are red flags um can you speak honestly and feel free of judgment and i don't mean that you can you know shoot your mouth off and 
anyone will sit there and just take what you say. I mean, there's always good relationships. There's a bit of back and forth and there's healthy debate. But if you feel like you can't be yourself and speak your true mind without fear of um, either verbal or emotional attack, then that can be a bit of a symptom of a toxic relationship. Are they supportive? And going on from supportive, do they want what is best for you in your life? Hmm. Um, There's a lot of friendships or perceived friendships or relationships where people delight in other people's misery and that's really sad. A good, healthy relationship, that person should want the best for you and the best out of you and they should be by your side to celebrate your success with you when you're there and they should be trying to help you achieve what success looks like for you. And also those same people should be right by your side wallowing if you're going through a time of misery and if you find that people are absent during times of success or misery, then you'd have to ask yourself, are they a good person to have in your life? Do they respect you, appreciate your point of view? Do they truly want what is best for you free of agenda or jealousy? So there's there's a whole lot of stuff there and I'll put a condensed list of that in the show notes if people would like to refer to it. But there's some of the things. When you spend time with someone and you're in their presence and you walk away, have some of these questions just run through your mind and if you're coming up with lots of no's, then you might need to consider if these are the types of relationships that you want in mm. your life and if they're worthy of your time and attention. If you're walking away and it's a resounding, yes, this person wants the best for me. Yes, it has a positive effect on me. Yes, I'm comfortable to be my authentic self in their presence. That is brilliant. And these are the people that should be getting the most of your time and attention. Mm. It's funny, as you were saying all those things, I was thinking how I apply that when I talk to people about clutter. <laughs> like I apply those, mm-hmm. you know, are you, do you get more from this walk than what it gives to you? <laughs> and it's sort of a very similar thing, isn't it? Like, you know, are you getting from it what you need or are you getting from it um, as much as you give? Um, because but if it's, not, and it's, it's not, not worth it. That relationship is so... Um, integrated that because the clutter the the whole clutter issue the reason that relationship can be clutter as much as a walk can be clutter Mm. is it comes back to does it add value to your life and is it worth the energy or the time or the space that you spend on it Um, are you getting out of it as much as you're putting into it yeah yeah so then what happens if the answer is no so then you have to really think about whether these people need to be in your life. Now, there are some relationships which might not be great, which you find yourself stuck in. So mm. bosses, co-workers, um, you know, possibly acquaintances at school drop off and pick up. You can't cut these people completely out of your lives yeah. and avoid them. But I think you need to readjust how much of your time you give to them. A lot of the time we give our best selves to these people that we don't get a lot of value from and we forget about the people that truly add value. So if you think about uh, you've got co-workers that are draining you, that are negative, you will quite often in the morning get up, go to work 
and you try really hard at work all day to have a relationship with these people, to give them your best self, be really on and all in at work. And then you come home to your family and you're exhausted and you're spent Mm -hmm. and you might be a bit narky and a bit short, don't want to talk to anyone. And then you go off to bed and Really, these people at home, your family, they're the ones that should be getting the best of you. Mm. And I know it's hard to always be on, but I liken it to watering plants. And you'll like this analogy because it's about plants. But I feel like we, with some of our relationships and some of our toxic relationships or fake friendships or whatever you want to call them, it's like watering the nature strip on the way to work. You're on your drive to work and you pull the car over and start watering the nature strip in between the two lanes of traffic but forgetting to water the plants Mm. that you've got in your home at your house. So you put all of your effort into being on with other people and forgetting to really nurture those relationships at home. So I think if the answer is no, you need to start pushing some of those relationships further away from you Mm. and then pulling the ones that really fill your cup pulling them closer Closer. to you and also through this process think about how you respond as a friend or in relationships with people and whether you are supportive of those people if people ask this in reverse about the type of relationship they have with you how would Mm. you score on that that scale because sometimes (laughs) mm, sometimes relationships can be a lot of one-way traffic Mm. one person always giving and one person always taking and there are always going to be times when that's needed but if there's a pattern of your relationship being based on one person giving and one person taking that's not a healthy relationship for either person to be in Mm. um one of the quotes i really like is by joshua fields milburn from the minimalist Mm. and he says You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. And the first time I heard him say that, I was like, that doesn't make sense. What (laughs) is he even talking about? But obviously he's saying when you've got people around you that are not subscribed to your values or that tick the boxes for some of those questions of, you know, they're taking from you, they're not adding value, that kind of thing, you can't expect to change them. Mm. They might seem like a lovely friendship or a lovely relationship to have in your life but if they're not adding value don't expect to change them and change their behaviors instead let that person go and bring someone else in that is more subscribed to your values and to bringing joy to your life rather than taking it I've yeah I've said this to my kids quite a few times and the first time I did say you can't change the people around you but you can change the people around you I got these huh kind of blank looks, mm-hmm. and then they got it. Like it it ticked them and they went, ah. You know, and it's all about, you know, if, and it's very hard when you're an adolescent, obviously, and I remember as a teenager that hanging out with friends who were awful to me because I didn't have anyone else to hang out with. And the worst thing mm-hmm. that you can do as an adolescent is hang out on your own. You know, that sort of feels like, you know, worse than death. And, you know, what I have said to my, my kids before, you're not going to change those people. You can only control your own behaviour and you, but you can spend time with other people instead of those people. Um, you're not going to be able to make them stop doing this to you or be nicer to you or whatever it is, but you can stop hanging out with them so much. And, you know, that's something yeah. that I've said to, yeah, to my kids for, you know, for years now um, is that that quote by um, Joshua is, it's spot on. I love it. And I've, you know, 
I'm interested in this topic, but I don't have toxic relationships because I think, and this comes from, you know, being 43 and, and living through it, is that mine, mine have left, that any toxic relationships I have had have gone because I've said, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I don't have time for this. <laughs> if you get to that age, it's, I don't have time for this anymore. It's just, it, it's, go, it's going. And so I'm too busy. I'm, I'm too wise now to allow myself to, to be hurt by this. Uh, so it's, it's gone. And, you know, and I think a lot of that comes from age, the ability to do that, the confidence to do that comes with age. Um, if you ask someone mm-hmm. in their early 20s, could you, could you just sort of cut that friend off? Uh, to them, it seems like a really big deal. And to me at my age now, I'm like, no, it's easy. See ya, you know. But I think it's a confidence thing a lot of the time too. Yeah, it's, there's not a lot of pros for moving around with the military. <laughs> but one of them I have found is that toxic relationships tend to fall away, especially mm. in the form of those kind of fake the friendships. Ones, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, because once you move, it, uh, to maintain a relationship requires a lot of effort. Mm. And um, so the ones that aren't there for the right reasons, firstly, I don't make the effort back. It's a really nice, easy, clean break. Yeah. Um, and then the, the everlasting ones, they kind of, they stand through time and distance and that kind of thing, which is really lovely. Mm. And I think, like you said, as you get older, you just don't suffer fools anymore yeah. if someone doesn't treat you. And once you've got the right filter on, the right lens to see people through and say, do you add to my life or do you take from my life? It's like, I don't, my life is too short. I'm, I can be halfway through already and yeah. I'm not prepared to waste time with, with people that, that don't fill me that with joy. My, my tribe, um, yeah. And I, th- and I think one of the hard parts is when you grow up in an area and stay in that area and you've got people that were your friends because you had something in common with them then, so it might have been school or a sporting club, but your lives have gone in completely different directions and your values might have changed and your situations might have changed, but because you still are in the same proximity and you had that link, however old it was, that your friendship should remain. And I think that's not always the case. If you Just because there's proximity doesn't mean that that friendship should still go on. So mm, can be really tricky. People that are constantly negative, and this can be a really tough one to deal with, uh, especially if it's not been long-suffering. If it's, if it's people have become quite negative, then I don't want you to just go, oh, you're negative this week. <laughs> Bye, see ya. You're gone from my life. You're having a hard time but, and you're complaining um, a lot, so I'll just leave you. Yeah, 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 yeah see ya. <laughs> I heard this podcast and they told me you were negative, so I'm, I'm out. Um, not like that. But people that you you can't ever remember a time when they've seen the glass as half full. There are people that just have a different perspective. And if you find you're constantly leaving that person's presence feeling exhausted or feeling dragged down or feeling more negative about your, your life, life yeah. than you went went in with, um, then that's, that's a toxic relationship. Um, people that absorb too much of your precious time mm. and this sounds really narcissistic but there are some people that are just time thieves mm. and if you don't have a lot of time to give it's that whole thing of stepping back and looking at who and which relationships are the most important in your life and how much time do you give them and if you find that 
some of those relationships that you really treasure, the time with them is is waning because you're getting too much time sucked up by other people that actually aren't that critical to you, then that is a relationship that could be let go of. And then, like we said, people with different values that are not supportive of your lifestyle or your choices, if they're going to continually try and knock you down, Mm. then that's a pretty toxic relationship to stay in as well. Bear Grylls, the TV presenter that goes adventuring, Mm. do you know of him? Yep, I know the one. Drinks his own weed kind of guy, yeah. Yeah, that guy. I saw him give himself an enema once. That was a pretty, pretty tough episode to watch. I'm like, wow. That's a bad date, that committed. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, he's written a book called A Survival Guide for Life and I really like his book. And he has this little idea in there about packing light and he uses it not just in reference to packing your bag but in lots of areas of your life. And he says pack light a good packer is a tough packer. Mm. So be shrewd and be robust. If it isn't going to help you, leave it behind, throw it out, stay light. And I I think that that really works when you're looking at relationships as well. If people aren't light in their relationship Mm. with you, if they weigh you down emotionally, it's like packing excess baggage on a journey and being weighed down physically. And you've got a long life to live through. So people that you end up carrying around this weight of your relationship are going to drag you down and exhaust you eventually. So like I said, I'm not saying to just discard all relationships that don't serve you because there are some that do weigh you down for a bit that are worth staying in. You might be um, caring for a loved one that is unable to give back to you for a little while Mm. or for a long while. I'm not saying you get nothing out of that relationship, off you go, because there is still value in that relationship. And even though they might not be filling your cup, there's a lot more depth to that relationship than just the current circumstance. Um, You might be attempting to reconnect with someone or a relationship where things had soured. Now, those reconnections can take time. If there's a real value or a perceived value in that friendship long-term, then it might be worth sticking through. But when you ask yourselves those questions about people again and again and you keep getting the same answers again and again, then just take a look. And I'm not saying never be with those toxic people. I'm just saying don't forsake the people that fill you up for those people that empty you. Yeah. And and you're right. There are some relationships that you might not be able to let go of without hurting mm-hmm. others as well. And so, you know, there has to be maybe a different way of letting go. And instead of perhaps, again, you're the expert, I'm just sort of thinking out loud, but perhaps instead of discarding that relationship altogether, you you can adjust the way you react to that relationship instead. Mm-hmm. Is that an Absolutely. option? Absolutely. Reframe the way that your relationship is. And if you know that someone's going through a really tough time and so at the moment they can't share the joys that you're having in your life. They can't be there to celebrate your success because it causes them too much pain. Just Mm. acknowledge that, accept that and, and stick around longer term. Um, Don't, Mm. don't forsake those relationships. But if, I guess it's like a, it's like a bank account. If it is just continually being withdrawn (laughs) And there's never anything yeah. going going back in for a long period of time. Um, 
that's when you need to reassess. And it might just be that you need to withdraw a bit from that relationship and adjust the amount of time rather than getting rid of the relationship altogether. Yeah, rather than cutting it off altogether, yeah. Because I think there has to be there has to be um, there'll be some situations where it's just impossible to to give up altogether. Um, you know, for example, uh, an ex partner mm-hmm. who you have to see every week because they come to pick up the kids or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, instead of just deciding I'm not going to talk to them anymore, I'm going to send the kids out the front and that's it Um, and I'm going to cut them off completely. It's virtually impossible to cut them off completely because you're still going to need to talk to them to coordinate times and you're still going to have to do those things. And so, you know, there can be, like you said, a reframing of, of, of the and an acceptance of of the relationship and a reframing and a and a, a reconfiguration of how you respond to that relationship, which will actually can have a very similar effect to removing the relationship altogether. Yeah, and as far as your own well being goes, I think um, family can be like that as well. There might be some family that you really mm. connect with, and then other parts of your family that you find really tough. But if stepping away or removing a relationship with someone in your family will negatively impact the other people and your relationship with other people in your family then that's fine don't get rid of it but just do a bit of self-care before you go into those situations don't see the person unless Mm. you have to so maybe at at big family gatherings you're together um, and then you limit Mm. the amount of times you see that person outside of the big family gatherings and then put your shield up before you go in so if if they're a negative talker or they um, don't agree with your life choices stand there nod politely take a sip of your Mm. wine and move over to the cheese table and 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 don't create a scene but don't Mm. take what they say to heart distance yourself emotionally from them um, if you can't do it physically yeah so um I kind of skipped over I I was going to ask how to begin to let them go and then I accidentally jumped into not letting them go but so if you are going to let them go altogether how do you go about that so I guess firstly, have a think about the relationship. If it's a difficult relationship to leave, so if it's an abusive partner or you're being bullied at school or it's something like that, um, that can be really tricky. And I would say first thing to do is seek help. Don't Mm. attempt to do it on your own. So maybe it's a therapist or a school counsellor. Maybe it's just a really good friend or a family member. But talk to someone first so that they can help you and support you through the steps. Mm. If you think that leaving might put yourself or a loved one in harm's way, make sure you get some outside help before you start acting. And I'll put some links in the notes to um, places that you can seek help if it's if you believe it's an abusive relationship and, and you're worried about leaving. Um, but mm. if it's just starting to distance yourself from a, a toxic co-worker or a, a fake friend or something like that, um, start from a place of acceptance. I think you need to accept who you are and that where you are today is based on the choices that you've made to this point um, and that the choices that you once made aren't serving you anymore and then you need to just stop investing in that relationship um, and take steps to let them go. So take the time to learn a lesson about why this relationship didn't work or didn't flourish the way you thought it would um, so that next time when you choose to bring people into your life you do it with a bit more intention and you recognize what hasn't worked in past relationships so that you can make sure you don't invest in the same type of relationship next time Mm -hmm. 
In terms of the actual letting go, you need to start creating some distance. And that quite, this can be tricky, but you have to start by saying no. Um, stand your ground. Don't be disrespectful to people, but just start backing away if, you know, you can decline some invitations and that kind of thing. And eventually people quite often will stop asking. Surround yourself more with the people that fill you up, the people that are in your close circle that you want to invest more in. Forgive yourself for the relationship and the time that you've you've spent on that and Mm. let go of any feelings of regret or resentment about that because that doesn't really serve you either. No, it's you can't change the past. All you can do is change the future, can't you? Mm-hmm. If you want to be really direct with people, um, if you feel the backing away is not working and you need to say to them, I don't want to have this friendship or this relationship anymore, you can be really direct, but try really, really hard to use I in your explanation to them, not the word you. So you might mm. say... I need a change, I need to start surrounding myself with more positive people, that kind of thing, I need this, I was hoping for this, I'm aspiring towards this, blah, 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 can you support me in that or can you appreciate that? Rather than saying, you drag me down, you're always so negative, you, 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 you. And I think if you talk about yourself um, and what you're striving for, it's going to come across a lot better and not with as much judgment. Mm. And then people usually more likely to respond to that kind of thing. Okay. Um, you could also sometimes even be honest with them. If you think they're also not getting anything out of the relationship as well, you can say this friendship doesn't work for either of us, you know, and then then they can start perhaps even ask themselves the same questions you've asked yourself is what does this relationship give me? And um, and they might find as well that that they're quite happy to, to agree with you that perhaps it's not the best relationship to have and that you do need to, to both sort of go your separate ways. Yeah, that's it. And I think we've pretty much covered most of what I wanted to talk about today. I just want mm. people to go forward through the year thinking about the journey they're on and the people that they want standing by their side and try not to invest any extra time or energy into people yeah. that are draining you. And yeah. over the next two weeks... We're going to be conducting an interview with a lovely lady called Jacinta who was living in a toxic relationship and who eventually found the strength to let go of that. And I thought there's some really lovely lessons to be learned from Jacinta and her story. It's heartbreaking at times but also quite inspiring. Um, And I thought Mm. it's something that would be a little bit different but it might hark on this point of, of living your your best life and being the best version of yourself and not letting other people detract from from where you're going and and who you want to be yeah and being and having the strength to curate your life in in that way absolutely so awesome that will be coming up in the next couple of weeks so i hope you all enjoy that um and beck i think you've got a weekly challenge for us i do and um before Tara and I started recording this one, we we sort of discussed what we were going to do, and she made a suggestion, and I and I sort of said okay, and then I changed my mind while she was talking. So this is oh. a surprise to Tara. Okay, great. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, no, I don't want to do that topic, Tara. I'm going to think of another one. Okay. And then I've thought about four while you were talking, and <laughs> I've landed on I've landed on shoes. Ooh, nice. Yes. Yeah. 
So this week we're looking at our shoes and seeing what we can declutter from our shoe collection. So you need to go into your shoe collection, collect them all up together if you can get them all together. If you can't, that's okay. You can just cherry pick. Grab them all and assess each one and ask yourself, do I need it, do I use it or do I love it? And if it doesn't fall into any of those categories, then perhaps it can be donated to a charity or sold if they're worth anything to you and you've got the time to do that. Uh, but they can be removed from your collection to make more room for shoes that you do need, use and love. We would love to see what you've decluttered from your shoe collection. So please share it on Instagram and tag us or post a photo in our Be Uncluttered community group or on our Be Uncluttered podcast Facebook page because uh, we would love to cheer you on and celebrate your little victory in decluttering your shoe collection. Good luck. Woohoo! Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider subscribing or leave a review or rating. Please feel free to tell your friends about us if they too would like to be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or via Facebook and Instagram or on our personal pages at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.